How are we doing? Attitude of gratitude. How great was that? How many of you reckon one of these days Pastor Colin needs to preach? One of these days. Well, that is coming, that is becoming a reality. I mean, we'll have him here on a Sunday. But this Saturday, for the very first time, we're having a men's breakfast with life lessons by Pastor Colin. It's going to be great. 7 a.m. There's going to be breakfast. It's not it's not one of those healthy breakfasts. It's cholesterol-filled breakfast, and uh, we're going to have a great time. But I hear that. I hear that food shared with men around the world is, is fat-free, sugar-free, everything free, and, uh, and it's going to be powerful. So make sure you're here. It's next Saturday, hey? Every man in the room, grab somebody. I believe even if there's someone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus or feels a bit far from God, it's a great environment to come. I've been in so many men's breakfasts in times past, and we just need each other. You know what I'm saying? We just need each other. And so I just encourage you to bring somebody, bring an uncle, bring, bring a cousin, bring a nephew, bring a son, bring yourself. I think it's going to be powerful. And I'm just really looking forward. We've never had anything like this. We've had men's circles in the past. We've never had anything like this. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, just having a good time in Jesus' name. Well, hey, we already prayed this morning, Pastor Regan, our prayers are with you guys. And I mean, these guys are said to him, have the day off, spend time with the kids. But here he is in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're hoping to hopefully see Katie and mom later on today if we're allowed to. But uh, keep, keep, keep them in prayers. Really believe, you know, I think you've got to understand that sometimes we, we, we think we understand. We actually don't. We get it because we've got families that live overseas, and when you've had a mom that you haven't seen for three years, and then they turn up, and then this happens, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but you know what? We believe the story is not yet over, and uh, and I believe that that which the enemy intended for evil, God's going to turn around for good in Jesus' name. I believe it. I believe it. Now we are. We've just come out from week three. We're entering week four of our open heaven season, open heaven offering. And I just want to share with you what's come in, in, not in terms of pledges or anything, but what's come in in terms of cash offerings, 44798 And so I just want to thank you for your generosity. It's making a difference. It's blessing uh, this ministry. I just want to thank you. believe that. And it's really helped us. It's really helped us. Our landlord's a lot happier. So uh, it's, it's a great day in Jesus' name. But I want to read to you this morning. Uh, when, when, I, when I get sometimes a word from God, it's, it's just one word. And um, you just sort of have to pull the thread and see where God leads us. And it's one of those words. And I'm very aware that this morning is also Pentecost Sunday. Uh, and, and it's powerful. It's powerful. And I'm, I'm really believing that uh, there's going to be a moment even in the service for people to receive a touch of God. But this is what it says in 2 Kings chapter 13. It says... Uh, verse 14, it says, Now Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, Get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hand. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at, at Ahag. 
Then he said, take the arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. I like another translation that says, annihilated the enemy. And now you will defeat them only three times. I want to read also one more passage of scripture. Very common. You hear it. It's the opening line of most conferences. And whenever you want to motivate a crowd and you feel like people are sleeping, this is the ideal scripture to read. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, another translation says, or imagine, according to the power that works in us. Father, I pray this morning that as we come around this, this amazing day, uh, we come around this day that's, that, we've, that we've arrived with a lot of tension, with a lot of unknowns, with a lot of uh, uncertainty, but here we are. And I pray, God, that as we, as we come around a scripture that seems quite familiar, quite common, quite known, that you would give us fresh vision, new pair of lenses to look at it from your perspective. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, imagine, or think. I mean, that, that is preaching material right there. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly. I mean, let's make t-shirts with the word exceedingly. Abundantly. I mean, I could preach on abundantly. Jesus said, I've come so that you may have life and life. Abundant. Abundantly. More. Man, that's a great title for a book. More. Exclamation mark. Three exclamation marks. Just because we can. More. Now unto him is able to do exceedingly abundantly. More than we can ask. Oh, that's a great sermon. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. More than you can ask, imagine. Oh man, someone preached a, a series on imagination last year. It was pretty good. More than we can ask, imagine, or think. I've preached on all of these words. You've heard sermons on all of these words. There's been books written on all of these words. It's a great, it's a great scripture. It's a great promise. It's a great invitation. Until this week, my eyes surpassed the endless blank check that was written. And my eyes fell on the word, According, 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 according to the power. See, this whole promise that God has given us is all based on according, according. So many times the emphasis is on what God can do and God is consistent in who he is. But he has, now we've been on this train for a while. We've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about our prayer is not just something that we do piously. We've been talking about how prayer is a partnership. But it's conditional on according. According to the power. According to. And I went on this escapade through the scriptures. Looking through and through for the word according. Let me tell you, this word is exhaustive. It's throughout scripture. It's in literally every book. The book of Romans alone has this word 28 times. According, according to the power. So many times we're believing for big things. But we got to understand that there's a word here that says according. According. 
We are here, we, we find ourselves in Pentecost Sunday, Acts chapter 2, we know it says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and they were gathered together in one accord, then the Holy Spirit moved among them, the Holy Spirit came. And I just began to look at this word, according, it just stood out to me. All of a sudden, abundant, more, imagine, exceeding, all of that became a blur, and my focus became on the word, according, according. And then I begin to be reminded of the words of Jesus. Be it unto you according to your faith. According to your faith. In fact, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus encounters this blind man in Matthew 9. And as he's going about, this man is crying out for healing. He's saying, I need to be healed. I need to be healed. I need to be healed. And read in verse 28, when he had come to the house, the blind man said to him, and Jesus said, do you believe that I'm able, able, exceeding and he's able, able to do this. They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched the eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith. According to your faith. You know, the churches that see a great move of God are not churches that have the most gifted men and women. That helps. But the churches that see the greatest move of God are churches that have incredible faith. According to your faith. According to your faith. And I'm praying this morning that there will be a shift of not just, not, not, not lacking focus and not focusing on, not losing our focus on who God is. But so many times we are focused on, on the consistency of God and just that is important. But we are not focused on what God requires of us according to your measure of faith. I like what Leah shared this morning on the transition of how God's word is a promise but that promise is activated by our partnership. We read early on from 2 Kings where there's a king who receives a promise. I'm going to defeat the army. I'm going to take care of Israel. I'm going to get this sorted. But yet God required his participation. And he participated, but it was passive. And I think so many times promises and prophetic words over our lives are lying dormant because of our passivity. According, according, according to your faith. According, now unto whom is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, imagine, or think. According, I hope you're getting this in your spirit like the way I got it on a Tuesday night. According, according. So many times we're waiting for God to move, but God is waiting for your accord. He's waiting for your accord, according to your faith. He heals the blind. I, I wonder how many people Jesus walked by that were blind. Side note, not everybody that had an issue or a disease were healed. We have this idea that everywhere Jesus went, they were healed. No, you'll read this through and through that there were places he could not heal because of a lack of faith, because of a lack of honor. We must understand this, that God is constantly reminding us of how he has created this planet, that he's looking for human participation. He's looking for partnership. Now I'm not saying that God cannot, but he will not. According to your faith, according to the level of faith. And you gotta understand that, that your level of faith, and this is what I love, this is why we try to create a culture here at Downport of faith, because we know for a fact that whoever we bring on this platform, when there is faith in the room, it brings out the best out of them. 
I've had so many people say, hey man, I'll preach that message elsewhere. But when I'm here, it, it, just, it just something comes on me. Why? Uh, uh, did I get extra anointed? Is, is this just that I've, I've revised this message? No, it's the people's faith that's tugging on and making a demand according to your level of faith. I think it's really important. Maybe you might ask the question, how do I grow in faith? One of the greatest ways in growing in faith is by taking one little step. Take a step of faith. Sometimes you might want to do something big. There's a big dream. There's a big desire. There's a big uh, vision that you have. But it might be just, just a one little, little step of faith. For some of us, turning up this morning was a step of faith. For somebody who was reading their Bible this week, that was a step of faith. For some person, it's being water baptized. That's a step of faith. It's, it's that level of faith as you're stepping in. There's an increase that happens. So many times people say, oh, I want God to use me in the ministry of healing. Oh, I, see, I see great things. I see, me, I see good, great things happening. I want to see cancers healed and see you know, blind eyes open. And, but before you ever get there, now there's extraordinary cases in all of these, but if you, before you ever get there, most times you might need to pray for the back. You might need to pray for a headache. You might need to pray for a migraine. You might need to pray for something that seems not that big of a deal, but as you pray, what begins to happen? Your faith begins to grow. In other words, there's an according, there's an increase that begins to happen in your faith. The measure of faith in you begins to grow according. People tell me, I want to see people saved. Well, a lot of times that's not going to happen just with you speaking to a thousand people. It might be one person at a time. One person. It might be one conversation at a time. It might be one interaction at a time according to your faith. So we notice in the Bible, there's the first thing that's, I'm just going to talk from three different accordings this morning. There's so many of them, but according to your faith. Another according that I saw was according to your capacity. According to your capacity. There's a, there's a story in the Bible called the parable of the talents. And Jesus is sharing and he's, he's, not to, he's talking about uh, himself in the third person. He says, there's a master that calls for three servants and gives them talents and gives one five and gives one two and gives one one. And then he says something according to their ability or rather according to their capacity. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or imagine or think according to your capacity, according to what is working within, according to your capacity. But here's the truth. I've come to realize that we can grow in capacity. Do you know that? That so many times we make excuses for our capacity. Well, that's all I can do. And most times we say that as an excuse to do nothing. But we can see an increase in our capacity. And it starts by doing something small by saying, you know what, I'm going to just step out. I'm going to just do this. I think, about, I think about the guys in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. We are talking about Pentecost Sunday. In Acts chapter 2, you've got 120 people. Nothing was happening. They just turned up. They just turned up. In other words, they were just doing whatever they can in their capacity. He says, I'm just going to turn up. I'm going to be there. And one, one of the things I noticed that really, that really stops people from fulfilling their capacity is using the God card. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Using the God card. Now, this might be a bit, this might feel a bit like, what are you talking about? But I find one of the, one of the biggest things I find in church life is when people are you, doing what they want to do, but use God's name. 
I don't feel, hey, can you be here? I don't feel led to be. You just want to sleep in. I get it. <laughs> you just want to sleep in, right? And, 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 this, and, and what has happened is the Spirit of God has lost its credibility because we've made excuses for our preferences. You know, Pastor, the other day, I heard the story a while back. Uh, the other day, you know, God just told me, don't use my go-kart. Just walk by, the door just opened. And as I walked in, the door just shut, all led by the Spirit. And then I reached my destination. Nobody was there to check. The door opened. I stepped out and I said, the Lord has provided. <laughs> well, other times here, Pastor, I had no fuel. And I just went to the fuel station by faith. Didn't look anywhere. Just was completely led by the Spirit. Opened the fuel tank, put in the fuel. And the, and the Spirit of the Lord instantly said to me, get into your car and go. <laughs> and go fast. <laughs> Now this, we've had, I'm telling you, we've had, this, nobody's in the room about this, so I can talk about We've had people, as we were doing this building project, we had this one person say, God led me to help you with this. God led me to help the church with this. Turns up, rocks up, not part of our church, it was, it was a God thing. And rocks up and our, our project manager's like waiting for him to take the tool, right? An hour goes by, two hour goes by, and a feather falls. Angels are in this building, I can work now. This is not a made-up story. This is legitimate. You wonder why n not many people want to try Jesus. See, that is not the Holy Spirit. That is spooky spirit. You know, I was, I was talking, and I'm not trying to blow my trumpet here, but I was talking to our board the other day, and I shared something with them. Over this 21 days of fasting, God's been dealing with something in my heart. I go to them, and guys, I feel this. It's a bit extraordinary. It's a bit unusual. And it was a bit like, wow. Really? You sure, Pastor Elwin? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, and I even said, I'm not sure. I'm just feeling this. I like one of our board, board members. He said, you know, Pastor, in six years of being on this board, I, I, I can hardly say you've ever said God told me. You say things like, I feel this. I sense this. I want to submit this. And, and what I was proposing was pretty extraordinary. And I just walked away thinking, wow, th that's credibility. You know what I'm saying? And so many times we, we're making excuses for, God, I'm not feeling. I mean, we, we find this over the years as we've had people have been serving in church. Where do you want to serve? As the Lord leads me, as the Lord leads you. No, you are being led by God. Tell us where you want to be involved with and let God do His thing. Let's not over-spiritualize what God is allowing us to use our hands and use our feet for the glory of God. Let's be led by the Spirit, but let's not be, make excuses. And so many times, we never enter into the fullness of our capacity because we're never, we, we are una unavailable to be consistent. We're unavailable to really be there, unavailable to this. But what I've come to find is that when you turn up, when you are there, all of a sudden, that's when God begins to move. You know, so many times in my life, I don't want to turn up to things. This week alone, there was a breakfast at 6 in the morning. It's like, oh, in the city, they wake up at 4 o'clock, and the person who's with me is horrible with driving, so I've got to pick the person up. It's like, I don't want to be here. But you know what? You turn up, and God does one thing, and another thing, and another thing. Why? Because I put in my capacity, and as you put in your capacity, God extends your capacity. Now unto Him, this is how God is able to do exceedingly more than you can ask, imagine, or think. How? According to the power, according to the capacity, according to the level of faith. See, what we read in the story was the king was unwilling to put in the work. He had a promise. He had a word. 
He had a blank check on how much victory he could have, but yet failed on that just because of this one, his inability to strike the ground. I mean, how easy it is to strike the ground. And I believe this is how the Holy Spirit moves. He give us striking the ground moments. He give us moments where he's saying, I'm giving you the opportunity to strike the ground. Now, if you're tired, that's okay. Pull back, rest for a bit, recover, and let's hop on again. You with me? And so many times we sort of pull back, but I want to encourage you this morning. God has given us striking the ground opportunity. God has given us striking the ground moments all through our week, all through our day, all through our month, all through the year. Let's keep striking the ground and see the victorious hand of the Lord deliver the promise that he gave to us in the first place. Let's strike the ground. The third according I want to talk to, which was, was the earlier idea that I shared. Now unto him is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask, imagine, or think according to the power. So now I've come to realize that all those big promises that God's given me is based on power. But the question I want to ask, ask us and ask me, I'm preaching to myself as I'm sharing this this morning, is what power do we have? See, it's conditioned to the power you carry. It's conditioned to the power that's working within us. And this is why I love Pentecost Sunday because it's a reminder of what Jesus said, for when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be filled with power. I've come to realize small power equals to small dreams. Big power equals to big dreams. Small power gives us increased faith and increased capacity. Big, big power gives us big imagination, big capacity. I want to encourage you to get under God. Now you're like, what is he talking about? What, what does he mean by power? So many times in our churches, we wait on the Spirit of God, but a lot of times we get a language, but we don't receive the power. Just because you speak in an unknown language, just because you speak in an unknown tongue, does not mean, does not mean you've received the power of God. And let me tell you, even in my own life, I've had to take time. And it's a daily thing at times where even when I preach a message, I get a message from God, but I say, God, fill me now with your power. Fill me with your power to deliver this message. Fill me with your grace to deliver this message. Fill me with your anointing to fill me with this message. And, and I just want to encourage us this morning on the stop because I hear people say, I'm in so many different meetings, so I hear people say all sorts of things. Oh, we just need another Pentecost. We need another Pentecost. We've written songs about it. Let me tell you, we don't need another Pentecost. There's nothing wrong with the old one. <laughs> we just need to get that Pentecost inside of us. We just need to receive that power within us. We just need to receive that power within us. We don't need. And another one I hear is, Pastor, please pray for me. Okay, I'll pray for you. What do you need pray for? I feel like my prayers are not, it's just hitting the ceiling and bouncing back. Well, well, can I say to you, your prayers don't even have to leave your belly button. The power working within, the same power that raised up Christ from the dead is within us. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. We're not waiting for a power to come from above. There's a power that is within that's given to us by the Holy Spirit. But we need to position ourselves to access that power. And the key to accessing that power is nothing but prayer. How do you grow in faith? Pray. How do you grow in capacity? Pray. How do you grow in power? Pray. 
There's nothing more. And so many times I've come to realize when I hit a dead end, and it's like, God, I, I love the scripture, able to do exceedingly. I'm not even looking for, for exceeding. I'm just looking for just the basics. And I can't seem to access it. And what's happening, God? And usually the answer is accessing that power by praying, by praying. And I want to encourage us this morning, pray. Pray for that power that's available. Pray for that capacity that God has called you. See, God has given, God has done a disservice if He's given you those dreams and He's not given you the power. God should be charged of child abuse if He's painting you a picture of what your life can be and you cannot walk in it. But if He's giving you a dream, if He's giving you a hope, if He's giving you a vision, what he's also doing and he's creating and he's saying there's a power available within to access because I'm about to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, imagine a thing, according to the power. There's a dormant power that's available within that my child, you're going to access in prayer. You're going to access in worship. You're going to access in my presence. You're going to access as you come before me. You're going to access as you come to the house of the Lord. That is what begins to happen. This is why I love Sundays where we come together in one accord, where we saying, you know what, God, we've, we've had whatever week, we, next week is, is going to be this, but Lord, right here, right now, I'm before you in your presence, and Lord, I'm praying for a touch of heaven. I'm praying for the power of God. I'm praying for your presence. I'm praying for you to touch me like you've never touched me before. And church, as we pray that way, you will tap into a realm that is so powerful. Everything that you need right now, every, every giant, every disaster, every situation that you're facing, there is the answer. There is the power that's working inside of you. And I just want to encourage this because so many times we start believing this lie that, oh, I don't have it. It's not in me. It's not going to happen. But I've come to realize that the reason why God uses people and He fills them with their power is based on proximity to Him. Proximity. You look at these three stories that I shared. The first one, the guy who was blind, he, was, he went to Jesus. In other words, he was in close proximity to Jesus. And he said, I believe. According to my faith, I believe. The second story, the parable of the talent, the guy that multiplied, he knew the master's heart. I know my master's heart. I know that he wants me to multiply. He knew, right? And you, and, and you look at you look at the story of on the day of Pentecost, why were they there for 40 days? Why were they there? All those, because they knew the heart of God. They said, we are in proximity to him. But what about this guy, this king? He knew the prophet, but didn't really know the heart of the God of this prophet. Oh, prophet, I just need you to deliver me. I just need you to pray for me. I just need a breakthrough here. I just need an answer here. But did not know the God of the answer. Did not know that God's heart for, for him was not to have three victories, but to have six victories, but to have seven victories. Oh, you're dreaming too little. I've got a greater dream for you, my son. I've got a dr greater dream for you, my daughter. If you're just willing to turn up and strike the ground, do what you can, which is in your hand. Do what you can by a step of faith. Do what you can within your capacity and access the power of heaven, which is endless for you. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, imagine, or think according to the power working inside of you.
Now I've come to realize that whenever I face a problem, God's there in the middle of that. God's answered. God's spoken. God has already provided for. It may not be here yet, but I try to access that. I can access that by prayer. I can access by, by knowing that when, I, when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, that He will fill me with power. And I want to give us this promise this morning that people in this room that need a touch of God one more time. And sometimes we can quantify how that's going to happen. Maybe He's going to call me out. Maybe he's gonna, it's going to be a word of knowledge. Maybe it's going to be a laying on of hands. Maybe it may not be any of that. Maybe it might be just where you're at. With your hunger, that you say, God, I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. I need a touch of heaven. I need a touch of God. I need, I need you to touch my situation. Let me tell you, anytime God has touched me, most times it's because I've been hungry. It's been very unusual when, when I've received a touch from God. It's never been, oh, I was just walking about my day, doing my own thing. It's usually from a place of desperation. And I'm praying for that same hunger this morning in this room. That we're saying, God, I'm thirsty for you. God, I'm hungry for you. God, I need a touch of heaven this morning. God, I need you in my situation. I, I, need, I need your power in my situation. I need your presence in my marriage. I need your presence in my business. I need your presence in my life. I need your presence amongst my kids. God, I need, Lord, I see your promises, but your promises seem like a distant continent. Your promises seem like an island so far. But Lord, I want to put my faith in you one more time this morning. Because I've recognized that heaven is looking for my partnership. Heaven is looking for my commitment. Heaven is looking for my buy-in. And Lord, I position my, myself just like those 120 people on the day of Pentecost. When they came together, they stood on one promise. Nothing happened. No Holy Spirit. No one turned up. You didn't even describe what was going to happen. But they just waited. And they waited. And they prayed. And they prayed. Why? Because they had close proximity to Jesus. And they believed the word of Jesus. And when you believe that word, all of a sudden, as you stand on that word, as you wait on that word, for those that wait upon the Lord shall rise up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not faint. They shall walk and not grow weary. That is what He's calling us to. That when we wait on Him, there's a strength that comes. There's a power that's released. Come on. I don't know about you, but I sense the power of God in this place. I sense the presence of God in this place. If that is you, just lift your hands up right now and say, God, touch me from heaven. Touch me with your power. Touch me with your presence. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Fall afresh on us. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, that you're changing our capacity, that you're taking us to a new place. Oh, Father, if you're able to pray in the Spirit, come on, pray in the Spirit for a moment. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you for our strength comes from you. We thank you, God, that you will supply our every need. Oh, Jesus, we rely on you. Our strength is in you. If you're able to, why don't you stand up right now? Just stand up in the presence of God. Say, God, I need your touch. I need your touch. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. You know what I love about when you're really hungry for God? You don't need any music. You don't need any atmosphere. Just where you're at, you can tap into the presence of God. Lord, we just tap in right now. Today is the day that you have made. We thank you, God. Come on, keep praying. Keep praying. Let him do his thing in this room. Father, fill Fill. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. 
When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be filled with power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, everything changes. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for a fresh touch of your Spirit. Thank you for a fresh infilling of your Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Get hungry this morning. Get hungry for Him. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for increased capacity. Thank you, Lord, for new strength. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for a touch of heaven. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Father. Oh, Shantalaboshake, thank you, Jesus, for increased capacity. Oh, Father, we give you praise, God. We give you praise, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, Father, we worship you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for increased capacity. I thank you, God, for fresh power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That girl in the black, just come out here, right there. Just tap her. Somebody tap her. Yeah, just tap her. That's all right. Come on out here. Can he come out out here, please? Yeah, yeah, please, please, come on out here. Come on out here. I sense the power of God all over you. Just, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Just come on out here. Just stand right here. Just lift your hands up just like you were before and just let the power of God touch you. What's, what's your name? Thank you. Just lift your hands up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for a transformation, a touch of heaven. Lord, in the name of Jesus, from this day forward, Lord, I just declare that the power of God touch every part from head to toe. Let it never be the same in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that there's power available for every situation. Lord, I just pray against the temptations and the attacks of the enemy. I thank you, God, for the crossroad that she's in. And I thank you, God, that you're carrying her. The Lord is carrying you, Carolina. The Lord is carrying you. Father, I just pray for strength, for strength, for strength in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I pray for a new level of relationship with you. I pray for intimacy with you. Oh, enter into that space with God. I thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you for a fresh infilling, a fresh infilling, a fresh infilling. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just take a few more minutes and pray. A few more minutes to pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. I sense the power of God in this place. Father, we thank you. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you. Lord, touch, touch my son. Touch him in a powerful way. We just thank you for a touch of heaven. Lord, I just pray for your touch this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Use him, use him, use him, use him, Lord. Use him for your glory. Use him for your glory. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you for power that is available. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know what I love about these atmospheres is you don't need to do too much. You just need to enjoy it and receive. So just give it a few more moments. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your touch. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I just pray. I just pray. I just pray. Lord, I just, I, we give you permission right now to just wreck Jenny in Jesus' name. I give you permission to touch her, to touch her. I just feel like, Jenny, you're at a crossroad where it's almost like you, God is saying, step into this. You're like, uh, can I take that step? 
you've had moments with God where it's like, God, I know God's calling me to a new place, but it's, it's sort of like, how do I step into that? Because if I step into it, I'm saying goodbye to some old things. I'm saying goodbye to familiarity. Lord, I just pray for a confidence from heaven to step into everything, Lord. Let no person define who you are, Jenny. Let no person put you in a box and say, oh, that thus far and no further. That's how far you're going to go. That's who you are. That's your personality. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is upon you. And when He comes upon you, He'll fill you with power. In the name of Jesus, I just break every definition of man, every boundary drawn around you, the box that put, that you put yourself in or others have put you in, the titles, the labels, be gone in Jesus' name. And I just declare a new day. I declare a new season. I just declare, Lord, that you'd be used by God in the name of Jesus. Lord, even for her voice, I pray that your voice would be powerful, that your voice would bring forth change, that your voice would break down walls, that your voice would melt mountains in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. We worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Why don't we say this prayer together? Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, imagine, or think according to the power working inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't we give God a clap offering? Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Lord, we thank You. We thank You, God. We thank You, Jesus. Praise You, God.